0: welcome to she breeds where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up level and lean in to the best versions of themselves i hope you enjoy good morning and happy friday friends i hope you have had a fantastic week it has been extremely rainy and dreary this week and i know that we need rain but I am also a fan of sunshine. So one day of cozy sitting inside and it raining outside is fine, but we're going into four or five days here and it's, I'm about over it, so. Um, But we're three weeks into summer vacation and I've really been trying to lean into this season and enjoy it. I've always had a bit of a problem relaxing. Um, I always feel like I have to be hustling and busting around trying to get things done and mark stuff off to-do lists and, Quite frankly, it's annoying. I annoy myself by doing that. And, um, you know, the kids are home for the summer and I love having them here and they're very busy doing all of their things and all of their sports practices and jobs and camps and whatnot. So, running them hither and yon and trying to get everybody's schedule coordinated, that's just part of summertime when you're a mom. And I actually enjoy all of that. So, I'm trying to just settle into it and not feel like I have to be you know finishing a novel writing a novel or pitching literary agents or planning the next podcast I'm trying to just to do the bare minimum of work um, since I work from home and it's tricky when you work from home and then you have kids here and the schedule shifts but I'm not complaining because I appreciate the flexibility that I have So I'm just trying to uh, maintain the work that is necessary um, and also enjoy this summertime season as much as possible. So some of the ways I'm doing that, I am trying to be outside as much as I can, and this rain is not helping me out, but when it's not raining, I'm trying to just, even just to get outside and read for a little while or get outside every day when I do Wordle. if I'm taking the dog out, I try to take him out for a little longer than normal just to get that additional sunshine and fresh air. I am trying to read more. I used to read all the time, and I don't know when that shifted, but I used to just devour books, and I do. I, I, think, that, I think that social media and technology sort of interrupted that for me for some reason. Um, I can be inattentive, and I can be distracted by things. So before social media and before just the whole the whole thing with the internet and cell phones and just the notifications, I think I just spent my time reading and I am trying to fabricate or architect that again. So I've turned off all notifications on my phone, including email and everything, and I just check it at certain times. I'm trying to, you know, schedule end times to read so that I kind of get back into that routine the routine of sort of just turning off the outside world and trying not to let it come in as much as possible. So that's something I'm really working on this summer and i have to tell you, it's been extremely enjoyable thus far. Um, I do not like when I wake up in the morning and my phone already has notifications on it. I don't wanna know, like I want to go in myself and decide when I'm gonna check all those emails or those social media notifications and so turning those off has been a game changer for me. Um, all right, so in past episodes, I've talked about finding our purpose in life. But as I dig deeper into self-development and self-awareness, I'm finding that trying to find purpose or just the concept of purpose in general is a bit overwhelming. I mean, when you say, what is your purpose in life? It sounds so grandiose that it almost becomes like a little Spiritual And granted, I want that to be out there on the horizon, but trying just to jump from where I am to finding my bigger purpose, that's a lot, that's a lot, you know, so what I'm trying to do is I'm working really hard to figure out how to make um, purpose a little bit more manageable and attainable for just everyday people. So we're not, you know, I mean, we're over here trying to parent and work and pay bills and do all these things. And meanwhile, we're like, what's my life's purpose? So it's a bit, it's a bit just, you know, um, Discordant there, the two things. So today's episode is going to focus on trying to gain some clarity about who you want to be in life. And when we gain clarity, we also gain confidence. And then the confidence will allow us to take small actions day by day to actually finally get to that larger purpose, whatever that may be. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today, and I'm very excited about it because I love I love self-development and growing and trying to figure out where I am at this stage in life and where I want to be, and I think if we could all do a little bit more of that, there would be a little bit more joy and um, clarity. I like the word clarity, so that's kind of the topic for today. So first of all, the very first thing that we all have to do is just figure out what kind of life do I want? What kind of relationships do I want? What kind of home do I want to build? What kind of career do I want to have? What kind of... Um, health and wellness regimens? Do I want to weave into my everyday world? So, you know, I I have a morning routine, which I know people are like, oh, morning routine. But I think a lot of people get turned off by the whole morning routine concept because they think it has to be this really long, complicated thing. But in actuality, all of that, I follow a lot of life coach gurus, and they literally recommend 15 minutes. That is the minimum amount of time that anyone would need to jumpstart their day in a positive way. And so what the research has shown is that if you have five minutes of goal setting or visualizing, five minutes of reading and five minutes of movement, your day runs much more smoothly and it also does something to change your mindset. So not exactly sure what the research says exactly, but this is what I've been doing and it is is incredible because going back to those phones. So if you just don't look at your phone, all right, just don't do it, just don't look at it, at least for the first 30 minutes to an hour that you wake up in the morning. Okay, so get to a quiet spot in your house. It can be your couch, it can be a home office, it can be a porch, it doesn't matter. But just get to that quiet space. And for the first five minutes, you can do one of two things. You can goal set. If you're really driven in that type of way, then then you can create some goals for yourself. And these These can just be goals for the day. These are the things that I want to accomplish today. Um, Or if they're larger goals, or if you're working on some big project or business type endeavor, they can be larger goals. If that isn't something that interests you, then you can visualize, like literally visualize the kind of life that you want. Um, Are you happy with your home? Do you want to redecorate your home? Are you hoping to start a running routine? Are you hoping to... um, you know are you hoping to take the family on a vacation you could just in your mind start visualizing these things because also the first step in manifesting anything in your life is to come up with a clear visual in your mind of what exactly it is that you want or where exactly it is that you want to go okay and so for the five in five minutes flies by I mean I wouldn't I mean you can set a timer if you want to but sometimes that kind of interrupts a flow But you know so five minutes of visualizing goal setting etc okay the other so for the next sorry my cat was messing with my podcasting cord <sighs> these animals um so the next five minutes reading now this would be a self-development type book or or like a self-awareness type book or a life coaching book so what this does so five minutes five quick minute, minutes of reading helps you because it gets you out of your head it gets you out of your external world it it takes you away from that phone and like kind of like that social media input and that news input and all that kind of negative stressful information and it puts you more into a healthy state of mind so five minutes of reading a self-help book every morning a spiritual book or or whatever floats your boat anything that's sort of you know uplifting not a fiction novel because that that'll kind of get you distracted from the point of a morning routine so save the fiction novel reading for later but this would be something that's more you know you know like a self-help book or self-motivating it could be it could be it doesn't even have to be self-help in the general sense of the word say you're trying to do better with budgeting or investing well maybe you're reading a book about investment investing or financial freedom or something like that. Some kind of book that kind of lifts up your life and is more of like a self-awareness, self-help type book. And so for the last five minutes, you're gonna do some movement. This could be some light stretching, could be a walk around the block. Minimum of five minutes. Some people like to go ahead and get their morning workout routine in at this point. So you would do your reading and your goal setting and then go ahead and work out. This doesn't work for me because I like to do all of my deep work in the morning, so I need to get back to work. So I do like a short stretching, a short little yoga, five to 10 minutes then I get back to my work and then I work out after I kind of have my morning deep work time because my brain functions better in the morning and so if I don't capitalize on that and I try to do work later in the day that does not work out for me because my brain starts to get fried like later in the day and I could basically only do things like read or enjoy the you know watch a movie or like do something enjoyable like that instead of like deep work now here's the cool thing about a morning routine. You don't have to do the things in that order. So if you'd rather get up and move first, fine, do that. And then you can read and then you can goal set or it doesn't matter what order you do these things in as long as you do each of them for a minimum of five minutes. And I have been doing some sort of semblance of this for years and it, and when I don't do it, if I even go like three or four days without doing it, I, I feel activated, my day doesn't go as smoothly. I'm telling you, it is, it will change your life if you just allow yourself this brief 15 minutes in the morning to help turn off that negative, worrisome chatter that tends to pop up in the morning. You know how we wake up and you're like, oh, I gotta do this, or you start immediately worrying about something that happened the day before, or you're worried about a conversation you had, or you you look at your phone and you see you have all these notifications or emails that you have to tend to. So what what this does, instead of allowing all of that worrisome stressful input to come into your world this morning routine allows you to get into the day you know in a more enjoyable way and you know in a more productive enjoyable way i remember when when the boys were really little also for moms and dads of young kids waking up to the kids jumping on you is not is not a healthy productive way to get your day going so when the boys were little i especially my morning routine was especially sacred because I felt like if I could get up and do some of these like journaling, visualizing, quiet time activities in the morning before they woke up, I was so much calmer and more prepared to be a great mom the rest of the day. Um, So yeah, and the movement, the movement is really helpful to kind of wake you up. It wakes up your mind and your body and it releases all those feel-good chemicals And I mean, yeah, you could do something as simple as stretching or a few little uh, light weight training, anything, anything. But I'm telling you, you got to believe me, if you commit to this morning routine, you will begin to feel more energized and more productive. love following and reading books and podcasts created by life coaches such as mel robbins and brenda bouchard i actually considered getting my life coaching certification a couple of years ago but i felt like with all these other things i have going on it's probably not the time to do this but i just feel like if everybody could have a life coach or at least follow life coaches and or use a life coaching app um i just feel like it's It's a game changer and I'm actually participating in a summer group activity with Beth Sanderson Hooper who I've had on here several times. And it's all female, all women, and we are sort of doing like a group coaching experience this summer and I'm very excited about it because we're gonna do some goal setting, some value creation, um, some stuff like that and that kicks off on Monday. But I am all about just everybody kind of, you know, analyzing their own world and their life and sort of thinking, okay, what area am i struggling in remember how we did that will of life like many many episodes ago well that's kind of how a life coach usually begins a session they look at the will of life which looks at all those various areas mental health physical health relationships spirituality finance um, learning growth all that kind of stuff it looks at all those various categories and it you rate them and you decide which one needs my attention most immediately Um, And then you kind of go from there around the will of life. And so I love all of that stuff. So today's episode kind of focuses on something I've listened to recently from Brendan Bouchard, who is a high performance coach. Um, He works with huge companies. He works with athletic teams and he he elevates their level of performance. So I've really, I've always enjoyed his stuff. And um, recently I've been listening to something that he put out on Audible. It's like a specifically for audible about high performance you know six steps to high performance or something but anyway um, he is saying that one thing or he he says that something that high performers have above other people is clarity so research indicates that people who are high performers have a higher level of clarity than just like a, a regular everyday person so today's episode we are going to talk about clarity And interestingly, clarity is closely tied to confidence. And of course, once we gain more clarity and more confidence, we get a boost in our mood, we get more excitement around our life, um, we start to feel energized about things once we know what we're trying to do. I mean, it's kind of common sense, but sometimes we just, like, it's like we just get so bogged down in the minutia of the everyday and just trying to, like, meal plan and run kids around and and all these things that all of a sudden it's time to like go to bed again. So, you know, once we can create some clarity about these certain areas of our life, we can begin to take small actions to make our dream life a reality. So I'm gonna go through the four areas of our lives that need more clarity. And I suggest that at some point you put pen to paper. So journaling is extremely important and I'm just gonna keep saying it. So a lot of people think, oh, I don't like journaling. But the thing is, I'm not talking about like, sitting down and trying to just come up with like creative writing stories. Journaling is basically documenting your thoughts so that you don't forget them. Also, when it's like affirmations and mantras, it's, you know, reminders to help you because our brains will tell us things that aren't true and our brains are bad to turn into it, to go into a negative spiral. Sometimes it's it's important for us to remind ourselves with our own past words and thoughts, you know, like, you know, when you journal, positive affirmations and mantras down. So then you're having a bad day. Well, you can go back to your journal and read all these positive things that, that you thought several days before and remind yourself, oh yeah, I'm just having a bad day. This is who I really am. This person in this journal, this is who I am, this is who I wanna be, and and it helps. Believe me, it really, really helps. So, I, I mean, you, maybe you won't do it right now, maybe you'll go, come back to this episode later when you have a journal in your hand, but at some point, I really need you to write down your answers to each of these four areas of clarity because it will remind you as you get bogged down or you have a day where you're feeling defeated um beth calls it contracting. contract i think she calls it expanding and contracting so basically we have days of our lives where we're con- expanded and we feel you know energized and big and open to all these creative possibilities and then we have days where we feel constricted so expanded constricted so we have these days where we feel you know closed off and we feel like oh I can't do this it's too much like I'm not good enough you know all this self-doubt starts you know you know filtering in so when you're having a day like that where you're feeling a lot of self-doubt it's important to go back and remember these days where you feel felt really expansive all right so number one the first thing that we need clarity about is self we need self clarity When we lack confidence, it's often because we don't really know who we are at this stage of life. You are different now than you used to be and you must adjust to that. So, you know, we must figure out how we identify. For instance, I used to identify with being a mom to young kids. I used to identify as being a teacher. I used to identify as being a wife and a daughter. And now I'm really none of those things. I mean, I am not a wife, I am not a teacher, and my kids are no longer little, and I am a daughter with my dad, but that is a different relationship than the daughter I was when my mom was here. So it's, it's just, I'm not the same person as I was, and I can't keep going back into the past and thinking that I'm that person. Because when I do, well, first of all, it doesn't work because there's no way I can be any of those things. And I mean, I can be a teacher in a different way. I'm now a mom to older kids. Um, so anyway, the point is, that is not how I identify anymore. So I've gotta just shut that off move on to how I identify now so now I identify as a mom to adolescents and teens totally different than identifying as a mom to little kids and it's interesting because that is that is being a mom to little kids is a whole thing and it's years years in the making and it comes with a lot of just skills and energy and multitasking, and I was that for a very long time. I was, you know, and I talked about it on my blog, I talked about it on social media, and it's interesting because now I see all these moms of young kids blogging and being influencers, and it's so funny because I feel like, it seems like I was just there, but now I am no longer, I no longer identify with that. So I now identify as a mom to older kids. I identify as a writer and a content creator, I identify as a partner to an incredible man and we sh- he and I share the same values and goals for the future, which I have to say is extremely fun and rewarding to be with somebody who both feel elevated and excited about future goals and things that we want to achieve together and individual goals that we're supporting each other. But the point is, I have to focus on these things. I cannot think about the person I used to be because that's not who I identify anymore. So now, you know, and I actually had to think about this because again, this is where journaling is helpful. I had to think about, I am no longer these things. I am now these things. So clarity about who I am, you know, even things as little as kind of like, what's my fashion sense? Um, What are my eating habits? what what kind of people do i want to associate with um what do i want to do during my you know if i have some time to be social or go out and do something what do i want to do these are things that will give you clarity about who you are and about yourself and even though they sound simple on the surface or maybe you think oh i already know all of that well if you sit down and actually write it all down you may not know as much as you think you do Um, and if you are a person with a lot of confidence and you already feel really like in control and like really like oh all about you know you had this charisma, then yeah, you probably are really clear on that. And that's fantastic. Um, But just know that these things will shift as you get older and things change in your life. Um, So Bouchard suggests describing your ideal self in three words. So he talks about, um, if you can think of three words that you identify with, this is also helpful because each day, that helps you live more authentically. So for instance, some of his, one of his words was like enthusiastic, and he is very enthusiastic. If you ever listen to him on a podcast or a YouTube video, he is like a very enthusiastic life coach. Um, my three words at this current point in my life are driven, creative, and compassionate. So these are the three words that I want to identify with because they feel very authentic to me. Um, and... I also like them because if i'm feeling defeated one day i can go back and remember that i am a driven creative compassionate person and so those are my three words at this time in my life so um, these words must feel authentic to you or this exercise won't be effective so who are you going to choose to be and what will your three words be so these are things that you can write down in your journal or put in your notes on your phone something put it somewhere so that you remember what three words do you identify with okay so number one was clarity about self now number two clarity about how you want to be socially and how you want to show up in your relationships so you've got to be really intentional with all the relationships what kind of mom or dad do you want to be what kind of friend do you want to be what kind of employee or colleague do you want to be so you can say like i want to be a really understanding friend who is a good listener okay so if you say that before you go into a situ- social situation with your friend in your mind is gonna help you remember as that person is talking about a problem or trying to vent you are a good friend who is a good listener and that you will show up in that way um, so increasing your intention intentions about how you treat others and how you want to be that increases your confidence also the more you do things the more confident you feel So if you are having some social anxiety um, or you feel uncomfortable in group settings where you don't know a lot of people, one thing that really helps with that is instead of worrying about yourself or kind of spiraling, like, I don't have anything to talk about. What if nobody wants to talk to me? Instead of doing that thing where it becomes more sort of like uh, egocentric type thing, you know, lean into others, ask questions, engage with them about their lives. People often love to talk about their kids, their projects, you know, whatever's going on in their life. You know, maybe they want to offer a recipe or they want to talk about a suggestion that they have about gardening or a movie that they saw. Engage with others and you will find that social situations are much more enjoyable. Um, I love asking people questions, so and I don't love talking about myself. So I mean, I actually, when I meet people in social settings, I love to ask questions about them and what's going on in their lives, and it makes the situation much more enjoyable. So in a sense, you're kind of architecting who you really want to be. So if you do not like how you are currently in social situations, or you have a relationship that you really want to work on, again, write it down, like, how do you really want to be? How do you wanna show up in that situation? How do you wanna show up for these people? And if you write it down, that will help you set the intentions to where they feel more authentic and enjoyable. So number one was clarity about self and number two was clarity about social situations and relationships. So number three is clarity about the skills you must develop to achieve the next level of success. You must know what skills or habits you're trying to develop. So one of those 10 areas of life that are part of the wheel of life is learning. And I feel like a lot of people just stop learning. Like they don't really intentionally learn once they get to a certain age. They, I mean, they learn things they have to learn to get through their job or their daily life, but they don't really like sit down and like really, really engage in like true deep learning. Um, And so learning also takes repetition. So if there's something that you want to learn, you have to do it repeatedly until it feels comfortable and until you create some confidence around it. So one of the examples that Bouchard gave was that he used to be terrified of public speaking, like terrified. So he decided I wanna be a better public speaker. So in college, he started raising his hand more He started offering to stand up and speak. He started doing these little things that over time stacked upon one another to where now he speaks in front of these arenas with like thousands upon thousands of people. And so he said, you know, he still gets a little nervous. He still does breath work before he speaks. He still has to make sure he's breathing while he's speaking because he can get really excited. Um, But I think his example was really good because it's something that he started out being terrible at and over time because he wanted to get better at it, he learned and he practiced and over time he became more confident with it. So for me at this stage in my life, I'm learning a lot about novel writing, podcasting and investing. These are three things that I that I'm making intentional about my who I am currently. And so I want to get better at novel writing and I have gotten better because the first novel I wrote, I reread it and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like I I rewrote the entire novel in three months because I actually had learned how to write a novel. Um, I liked the characters in that first draft. I liked the general plot curve, but just the actual skill and engagement of the writing itself was not where I wanted it to be. And so I read books and I worked with editors and I watched webinars and I did all these things to learn how to write a novel. And the second draft of that novel is exponentially better than the first draft. And and now it's like on the fourth draft because I've been working with editors. But, you know, it's one of those things where if I would have given up after that first draft, then I never would have had this final draft. So if there's anything in your life that you want to learn, I mean, it could be a new language. It could be, you know, triathlons. Like I didn't used to know how to do the front call str- swim stroke, which is like a freestyle, and I wanted to do a triathlon. So at in my 30s, I took swim lessons to learn swim efficiency and now I probably won't do any more triathlons because the swim part gives me like heightened anxiety and I really don't feel like it's one of those things that I love doing but I've done two triathlons and I'm proud of myself for doing them and I'm but I'm mostly excited because I learned how to swim efficiently so now I swim as part of my workout twice a week and so I mean whether or not I ever do a triathlon again I'm happy that I learned that skill because swimming is so fun especially when my knees are hurting from running or if I just don't feel like being outside in the heat, you know, swimming is such an enjoyable form of exercise and I would not know how to do it if I hadn't have done that training for the triathlons. Um, Some other examples, it may be um, healthy eating habits. I learned how to be a vegan last August and it's almost been a year now and that was a whole thing that I had to learn and get resources and figure out new ways to cook and, and, uh, you know, and I had to find products that actually taste like, you know, like for instance, vegan butter. I finally found a vegan butter that is absolutely delicious. And so I'm so excited because I made mashed potatoes this week and no one could even tell the difference. They were so delicious and they were made with vegan butter and oat milk and salt and garlic and they were, I felt like better than regular, than traditional mashed potatoes. But the point is that was something that I had to learn um, for you and maybe a foreign language. Maybe you're traveling overseas and you want to learn how to speak conversationally so maybe it's a foreign language maybe it's writing skills maybe it's business skills finance skills whatever you decide what skills you need to move on to the next higher higher version of your higher level version of yourself and work hard to develop those skills that's the cool thing is like we almost like give up as we get older and think, oh, I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to learn this or learn that, but we are not, we are never too old to learn these things. Like, it's so exciting to think about actually, because I'm kind of like, maybe I'll learn a foreign language just because it's so fun to stretch your brain. I mean, I already know a bit of French and Spanish, but I'm like, how fun would it be to actually be fluent? So if we go to Mexico, then I think we might go to Mexico next summer. So it's like, and we've been to Mexico before And it's like, I would like to be more conversational. In college, we went to um, Quebec, Canada, several to Quebec City to snowboard. And after the third time, we became pretty conversational with our French because we had to ask like, how much is this? Or where's the bathroom? Or can I have a menu? Or there's four people in our party, you know, like we had to come up, we had to be able to converse with basic conversation. It was so fun. And now some of that has gone away because I haven't been utilizing it. But anyway, um whatever, again, write these down. What are the skills that you need to move on to the next level of life and take small actions every single day to learn more and get better. All right. So, number 1, clarity about self. Number 2, clarity about social interactions and relationships. Clarity 3 or number 3, clarity about skills you must develop to achieve the next level of success. And number 4, finally, we're going to talk about clarity about how you wanna show up and be of service to others or add value to the world. So whatever it is that you're doing, what would make the effort feel meaningful? So this is why when people retire, people get so excited about retiring. But then once they retire, they often feel a deep sense of loss and a decrease in confidence. And that's not anecdotal. This is like research-based. And they, you know, the reason is they no longer feel they're adding value or service to the world or to the lives of others. So, you know, you can imagine what that must feel like. Say you're a teacher for 30 years. For 30 years, you have added value to the lives of children and their parents and... Every, and you have these colleagues, and you're and you're part of a, a group effort to, you know, influence the youth of our world. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting at home like trying to figure out what you're going to do all day. Well, yeah, that's going to not feel good. So we have to. So you have to get into that next stage of life and figure out what can I do at this stage in life that will feel meaningful. A lot of retired teachers end up going back to teach part time, or they end up being volunteer coaches, or they. They, or they teach um, you know in a community setting or in some other kind of setting they they continue utilizing those skills to impact the world in some way because if they don't then then their life has no sense of meaning and we have to have a sense of meaning or we start to feel we start to feel um, our value starts to decrease and we and we may just feel like we don't have you know worth in the grand scheme of things so Whatever it is that you're doing, develop a little focus or aim to add value to the lives of others and be consistent. Add consistent value somewhere in your life because at the end of the day, we all wanna feel like we matter. I mean, it might be just something like helping out a friend consistently or checking in on an elderly neighbor or um, volunteering in a small way. It doesn't have to be something uber time consuming. And maybe your job itself is the type of job that actually already adds value to other people's lives. So that's great. Just continue continue with it. But if you are a person who's retired or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you feel like, you know, what am I giving to, to the world at large? You can come up with some small ways to where you feel like you're adding more value. Um, but don't forget, you stay-at-home moms, you're adding so much value to the lives of your children. That is so important. So try to find confidence in that and knowing that you're adding value to the lives of your kids. Um, also, one of the things that we are really bad at doing is debriefing our failure with others. So this kind of goes along with this number four. Um, When Brendan Bouchard works with athletic teams and corporate corporations, they do these debrief sessions where like, okay, what went well? What did not go well? Let's talk about what didn't go well and how can we do better next time? But we don't do that in our everyday lives. Like we, we, we make a mistake and we perseverate internally on it. We don't talk it out with our spouse. We don't talk it out with our partners. We don't talk it out with our co- our colleagues or our kids. We just sort of just stew on it and feel bad about it instead of like talking it out. And as I've said before, um, words kill shame. So if we don't talk about our mistakes and our failures and our losses, then we're just gonna keep doing the shame spiral and and we're never gonna learn from it. So really like debrief with someone that you feel like you can trust, someone that you feel safe with, debrief your losses and your failures and your mistakes because that is how we learn and that is how we figure out how we wanna gain clarity in all of these areas of our lives. So we must normalize this. This is one of the things that we must normalize. Um, So whether it's clarity about who you are or it's clarity about the skills that you wanna learn or it's clarity about your relationships, if you make a mistake, or you experience a failure, then you have to debrief that because at the end of the day, confidence is a social construct. So we build each other up, we hold each other accountable, we look to mentors for assistance and guidance. So the more supportive and positive your group of friends and your network, the more confident you'll feel. And choose one of those people to help debrief when things don't go well or to help hold you accountable to make sure that you are gaining clarity in these areas. Um, And if you don't already have this, you can create it. You know, you can find networks of people who are similar to you. So these people will motivate you and keep you going. And you know, honestly, encouragement from others will really, really amplify your confidence. Even if it's just one like buddy, like like one buddy that you and her or him, whatever, hold each other accountable for your goals and your dreams, then that's huge. So um, you know, the more connected we are to humanity, our own humanity and the humanity of others, the more confident we will feel. So these four main areas are super important. And remember, clarity builds confidence. So clarity about self, clarity about your relationships, clarity about the skills you want to develop, and clarity about how you want to add service and value to the world at large. And I can't express how important it is to get these answers onto paper. I know I said that in the beginning, but I just, it's, it's true. So what I suggest is getting a clean, empty journal. This can be a cheap notebook from Staples or Walmart. It doesn't have to be some fancy, expensive notebook. And in the first few pages, answer these questions about clarity. And then each day, document your progress toward each one. I mean, it can be one sentence, or it can just be like, okay, I actually admitted a failure to somebody and we debriefed it, or I met a new friend today, or I met a new colleague, or I added, I did this, uh, I added this value to the world at large. Like these, or something that you learned, you know, something that helped you gain a skill. Like these aren't the hard things that you have to, that you have to write down. Something about, you know, if it's part of um, clarity about self, maybe you finally got out there and taught on your running shoes and went on a run. Maybe you, um got rid of all of the processed foods in your house, you know, things like that. Those are things that will help you gain clarity. And like I said, as you keep documenting them, you're gonna go back to that journal and be like, wow, I am making so much progress. Um, Another thing that I like to do in my journals, Quotes that I see are little driftwood, which to me are like universal signs, you know, in the universe. If I see something that I feel like is a sign, I'll write it down. So these things are important. This becomes kind of your guidebook for life and it is more helpful and more meaningful than you can ever imagine. Um, this alone will increase your confidence significantly because it will keep reminding you of the progress that you are making. Um, and if, you, and if you begin doing this, if you begin creating this journal, this life guide, I'd really love to hear about it and see how it's going. And although I have been enjoying a few lazy weeks of summer, I'm ready to gain more clarity with my work projects and with all those areas in my life. So I, myself, because all my journals are kind of like filled up and for some reason, I just want a clean journal. I want a clean journal right now and I'll probably just go get an inexpensive notebook from Staples and I just want to start out. I'm going to do exactly what I ask you to do. I'm going to get into that notebook and write down my answers to each of these questions of clarity and I'm going to go from there. I'm going to carry that little journal around with me in my bag or in the car and every time something comes up or if I learn something interesting or hear a quote or go on a run or whatever, I'm going to write it down to remind myself of the progress. That I am making so I'll keep you posted as well as I begin to do the things that I'm asking you to do. And I know because I've been there before that life is much more enjoyable when we have clarity and we're starting to gain some confidence. So why not just start doing these things immediately and you will feel a monumental difference. All right, this is exciting stuff y'all. So thank you for joining me today as always and enjoy your weekend. And I hope you have a great couple of days and I will see you on the next episode of She Breathes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at suzanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.